Hey guys, welcome to another East Coast Rams podcast. Uh, I am your uh, therapy session leader here. Well, my awesome co-therapy session leader, co-therapist, Zach. Uh, Payne, I mean, how how you doing, buddy? I hope everyone enjoyed that intro video because that's probably the most hyped up you've been in the last four, uh, 24 to 48 hours, depending on when you listen to this. Um, yeah, um, it's, it's, it wasn't great. It wasn't a fun game to watch. Um, I felt like the Rams had plenty of opportunities. They kind of, I don't know, it was it was not a fun game to watch at all. Not a fun game to watch. All these yeah. other games have been fine. They've lost a lot of them, but. They've been close. One score games going into the fourth quarter outside of Seahawks. Like this team has had every type of win and loss you can imagine. They've had uh, or every type of performance. They've had first half's good, second half's bad, first half's bad, second half good, uh, up and down, drive by drive. We had a total blowout. winning and now we've had a complete blowout losing so maybe the rams can chill now and find harmony with uh what we thought was uh gonna be wolford and we'll go into that news here soon Uh, but real quickly uh talking about this game and i think you touched on it there for a second um some opportunities and moments but against a roster like the Cowboys, and they do have a really talented roster. We said that going into this game. Uh, I think they have coaching limitations. I think they have a QB that isn't good, and I think he wasn't really having the best game either. He did have a good game, uh, but like he showed some shaky moments. Our defense was just getting exposed for the most part. Our secondary had its worst game of the year. Uh, we weren't getting pressure, and then you mix that with some bad mistakes on special teams. It just kind of so, cascaded downhill. So I, I, I do dis, I do agree that the the defense played its worst as an entirety of the whole game that they have all season. But there was a lot that went against them, especially in the and for the Rams on the first few drives. Let's let's all yeah. remember like. They put pressure on Prescott. They had sex. They they were dominating that first drive, but because of penalties on uh, pe- penalties that shouldn't have been called, you know, when you have Greg Olson, one of the commentators, on your side, that you know these these calls are going against the Rams. That's a big problem to, in my book, and because it seemed like Greg Olson seems to always be against the Rams for whatever reason. But um but I the defense was fine in the first first quarter, first half, really. It yeah. wasn't really until the second half where they started to fall apart. And and again, it, it it's frustrating to watch and I get why people are like, well they put up they they let them score so many points. But they were also put in bad spots too. I mean you had I mean at least what was it almost 11 of the points came from pretty much the offense. Um, you know, they got the pick six plus they then they also got the, and then special teams didn't help them out and they got the, um, the safety too. So it, the defense just got put in a bad rap and yeah, they, they got exposed in the second half, but they were also tired. They kept getting being yeah. brought back on the field and they were doing everything in their power 
to try to stop what was happening and they couldn't. And it all started with the first drive. I mean, in the first drive alone, they had with it without the the penalty flags, they had at least three or four sacks in that first opening drive. And it was the first mistake, which should have been a three and out. We should have locked up this game early on. And we couldn't because we had a bad officiating call in the beginning. And then when the Rams had the ball, had an egregious not holding call called not called on Cooper Cup. And if you're going to ticky tack something that by the looks of it doesn't really seem ticky tacky. But if you you want you want to be like, all right, well, if you get out the pencil and you mark where his line is, he was one foot, you know, so by the letter of the law that was called. Well, obviously, this was an egregious hold on Cup. They should have had a first down in the red zone and they should have been able to score a touchdown on that opening drive. Um, again, this is all shoulda, woulda, coulda. You know, the Rams could have been miraculous and then they could have got their butts whooped in the second half, sure. But again, it comes back to we've had poor officiating calls the last few weeks and it's getting ridiculous to the point where even the commenter, the commentators are even bringing this to light. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I would... I, and I put this on Twitter and people keep coming at me. I'm not putting this all on the defense. I really think that the offense has really struggled to find its identity and it did it again in this week's game. Yes, they did some, they had some style points and things like that. Sure. But those style points don't end to actual points when you come to the game. Yeah. I, I think the thing people need to take into context was this defense isn't supposed to be top five defense. This defense is not meant to lock down. Like we don't have the personnel money-wise, structure-wise. That's not what this defense was meant to do. And it is a very momentum-based defense meant to be complementary to a really good offense, a top 10 offense. And I really do think this defense is good enough to win games. The offense has been the problem majority. Now, the defense has its bad moments, and I think that's going to come with young rookies. And that doesn't mean it's acceptable. Like, of course, we should want a better defense. They just don't have the money for it. They don't have the personnel. That's why they made their moves, cut the uh, dead weight, so to say, uh, just took their medicine for dead cap. And next year, I think you're going to see – a more like top 10 defense that can actually help the team come back. And the team has never really under McVay uh, been a really good team at doing comebacks, especially above double digits. They have been really bad under McVay doing comebacks. I, I can only think of really the playoff games in 21 against 49ers and Bengals as the only comebacks where we were down double digits. And I, I would count the Bills game – where we, we should have won that game, and that shouldn't have been a, a holding. I think that was a holding call or pass interference in that game too. But you can't I, – I don't really think you can blame the refs. I, I understand bad refing. It, it, it made a big difference. It, momentum is a big part of the game. I agree. But if you're a contender – and I understand we're not a true contender, but if you're a contender, you're going to have games where calls don't go your way, but you battle back and you get clear touchdowns. You get cl- you make the plays. And I think this is proving to the fan base that this team is not a contender yet. Do I still think they're a playoff team, a wild card team? Yes. I, I, I still think this team has that talent. You can see the flashes. 
in all these games. And you can see where few things go their way. They can win. Um, but they have to start willing it instead of just relying on the refs to make better calls in the team. Well, is- I, I don't disagree, but at the same time, it's when the, the refs calls a penalty on them and it's not a penalty or it's, it's a it's a ticky tack thing. Like I don't, I don't know. It gets frustrating, and when it builds on week to week, this isn't a this isn't a an isolated incident. This has been a week to week consistency. And I get your point. A, a good team should be able to overcome those obstacles. Um, but it just it just felt like every time the Rams tried something, they would just get pushed back. And sometimes it was officiating. Some most time it was on their own. And mostly it's been on their own. I mean, their offense has been not good. They shoot themselves up- in the foot. I mean, if you go back and look at the defense and you look at the scores from each game, the, the defense has only blown two, really two games. And I and I say blown in kind of in quotations because I think the offense led to it being more of a blown game. But if you look at the 49ers, that was a 30, that was a 30 point game that that they gave up points on. And then also this game. Other than those two, the Rams have been competitive in each one of these and keeping teams under 25 points should have given the offense enough power to to overcome that i mean this it, with the roster we have with matthew stafford you know with tyron williams even with the the uh the running backs we have now with daryl henderson and and freeman like we sh- we should be better cooper cup puka nakua tutu atwell like matthew stafford like we have the talent but we're just not able to get anything done and you know it's we still have question marks on what is the actual problem. And we're, we still saw that yesterday. Well, I think it's very clearly the fact that the O-line can't stay consistent with apparent. I understand they can't really control injuries to a certain degree, but the O-line not staying consistent there. And then you mix that with Stafford's injured guys. Uh, I think he's been injured for two, three weeks. Uh, this team is really bad about even talking about injuries, so I don't know whether to trust them on what they say or not. They're trying to get replacement QBs, which, you know, I think me and you both agreed Brett Rippon was not our preferred choice for QB2, uh, and uh, he even lost a job to Bennett in, you know, I'm not going to talk about Bennett. I, I don't think that's our podcast stance to really – talk about people uh, given like personal situations, uh, but he's not available. So Brett Rippon had to be number two, but I really thought they should have brought someone in um, instead of him. I Brett Rippon was fine. I mean, I know he missed he wide open on... throws. Sure. But he, I, I don't know. I, I think the you one gotta be ready. that was a miss, he does have to be ready, but I, you know, when you're coming in, you've been sitting on the bench Stafford is the the person who's like, I don't care if I'm injured. I'm going to be in there to play. He got pulled in, you know, last minute. They're already down a deficit. You know, on the one to cup, he missed. It was a choice route. He read it wrong. Those things are going to happen. When he has actual reps with the first team offense, I think those are things that can that can be cleaned up a little bit. He had a, the nice screen to Puka. Like he had he had some. I mean, he did make fifty percent of his his passes in. In what little time? My frustration was that they kept just trying to throw the ball instead of at least. I know that they were, you know, running the ball isn't very successful, but at the same time, you're also down significantly. Just run the ball. They were pretty successful with that. Um, and even on the fourth and shorts, 
towards the end. Like, why do that to to rip in? Just but we ball. don't we don't have a running back that can break tackles and be explosive. We got guys yeah. that can only get open yardage. Yeah, but here's the thing: like they could get third, they could get three, four yards. That's all they needed. That's all you they don't have the do. time down twenty points and against a at that point. At that point, you were you were playing to you were playing just to stay competitive. You weren't playing to win. There's no way that you're telling me that it was forty three to twenty, and you're playing to try to win this game with you know eight minutes left in the half. I I just think again it, it goes back to like try something different. Try something that's going to work. You know, if you were gonna if you were gonna try, you could have burned timeouts, but you didn't burn timeouts either. So I I don't know. It's just a it, again that game. Just again, I I don't I don't think ripen is the 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 is is the right choice. I think that we should look at other quarterbacks and bring in somebody else. Um, we'll talk about that here soon, but um, I I I still want to see what he would be like with a full full set. Um, we never, are recording never. this after the update that it seems like Stafford will be day to day. My guesstimation, and of course I'm not a doctor. Apparently, he has like a strained finger muscle. Uh, it kind of sounds like if they're saying he's day to day, he's probably not going to play Sunday. Um, whether he should or shouldn't, I don't know. I'm not a doctor, uh, but either way. I don't think he would be very accurate if he did, uh, especially because it's on his throwing hand. So I I don't know. Guys. It is Matthew Stafford, though. I mean, it's Matthew Stafford. I mean, if he says he can play, he's going to play. Sean McVay is not going to tell him he can't play. He's already dealing with a shoulder injury. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not – I'm just telling you what's going to happen. I mean, if Matthew Stafford can play, he will play. Yeah, is, I, I get that. Is that. Because and that is that is just who he is. That's not my opinion. I don't think he should. I think he should take the week off. Try it. Let's see what we can do. But again, Matthew Stafford is that kind of competitor. He is that kind of tough player who, if he thinks that this team can win with him, he will do his best to be out there. And he would be better. Uh, injured Stafford still is better than any free agent QB out there right now. I, I will stand by that. And this is a must-win game coming up. There's there's really, if we want a chance of a wild card spot, we can't drop the next two or three games. We have to win all three. Yep. Or, we, like, if we lose just one of them, the chances of us going to playoffs drop, drop drastically. I mean, and, if you look at the standing, if you look at the stands right now, we're only two games behind uh, the 49ers and yeah. Seattle. Um, we're, we're, we're two games behind them, which I know it's a long shot. We did beat Seattle. Doesn't mean we couldn't beat Seattle again in two weeks at home. Um, so there's, there's a chance there. Um, and then 49ers, we play them at the end of the year. We'll see how Purdy does by that point. He's on a three game losing streak. Um, doesn't look as Purdy as he, as he did before, but, um, I, I know it's almost like we said, he hasn't faced real teams for a while or real defenses. Yeah. And I mean, he, he is out some weapons and things like that, but I don't think being out Debo Samuel, I don't think being out one player, Debo Samuel, who, I mean, he's, he's a, he's a really good wide receiver, but I don't think he is. He makes that team better. It's Christian McCaffrey makes that team the best team that it, 
that it is. Um, and then you have Ayuk. You have other weapons on that team. You have Kittle. Like, it's not an excuse. But this isn't a 49ers podcast. Um, so the injury that I, I, I kind of want to talk to you real quick about the injury and where when it got played. Like, a lot of people kept thinking it was when um, he slammed his hand into a, the helmet. But it actually came upon the two-point conversion that they did get um, with the 2-2 Atwell. The kind of the, what is it, the Wildcat, the... The toss to Puka, who tosses it to Tutu, who then does a short toss to Stafford, um, who does catch it and does get the touchdown. So, um, why? It, I think they were trying something. The and again, in all fairness to them, in the perfect world, that would have been a better catch, and it would have been a walk-in TD, um, not a short catch. And then try to like extend yourself as much as possible to get the touchdown or to get to two points. I I understand the reasoning, but again, it I mean, at the end like if he didn't get injured, no one would be complaining about what happened. But it's only I because get, he got injured that we're complaining. I don't know. I I think in general the Rams are terrible at trick plays. <laughs> We've had like a few work under McVay. Sure. Really, the but, OBJ one. Yeah, but it it did work, and they got the two points, and then obviously the rest is kind of history. And Stafford had to go out and never came back in. So, um, it was it, it was a fun play to watch. But then after you find out what happened, um, you know, it was just dis- it was a disappointing call. But, um, you know, you kind of live and you have to learn for those kinds of things. Um, yeah. but I mean. You know, I and I think I saw this stat. Like, even though Stafford got, you know, um, a lot of pressures, the offensive line did a. From what the other, what the Cowboys have done to other teams, have done a pretty good job. I think they were averaging like twenty-two pressures a game. Um, They only did nineteen, which I know is only three less, but that is something. I guess you can with a backup lineman Um, at right tackle. at right tackle, yep, and then, um, and then, uh, yeah. So having Joe Nopum in there, obviously he did not play. He didn't play a great game. Um, Dotson kind of didn't play his best game either. This is probably his worst performance of a game. Um, this this since he's been the starter in that spot. So um, just some interesting things that came up throughout the game. Um, Cooper Cup was kind of really eliminated. He he didn't really do a whole lot. Um, what did he? I'm trying to pull up what he ended up with, but him and Puka um, didn't do anything. Yeah, I mean, your leading receiver was uh, Tyler Higby. I mean, he had five receptions for 45 yards. Dale Henderson had three receptions for 54 yards. Um, Puka just had three. Tutu had two. Cooper had four um, for 21 yards. So very quiet day for this receiving core. Um, yeah, Stafford going out doesn't help. It doesn't, but at the same time, I mean, he went out in, in what the late third quarter, fourth quarter. So, I mean, re- realistically, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of extra time to to do anything up until. Well, I mean, you still have like, uh, that's when defenses start doing prevent, and like you get more space for the wide receivers, especially underneath, and that's yeah. Cup and Puka eat underneath on. Yeah, yeah. But like you said, the, the defense the defense didn't play super well. They did get three sacks. Aaron Donald got two. Hoyt got one. 
Um, that all came very early on in the 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 uh, in the game. Um, we did get lucky. I mean, we did get Jordan Fuller's interception, but the Rams did absolutely nothing with it. They basically just punted it away after that. That was kind of the momentum a little bit that maybe we could, you know, some some life in us that we caught it right at the goal line. And um, but again, it just feels like anytime the defense does do something great it gets taken away because the offense can't do anything with it. And then we go back and blame the defense because then the defense just let up a bunch of points after they had a stop and they had an interception and turned it over. So yeah, you got to seize the momentum. Frustrating storylines that we, that we had to do, but yeah, like you said, um, it was a game. It was a bad game. We didn't like it, but we must move on. Um, As you mentioned, Rams are looking for a new QB, um, kind of as a either as a backup, um, or you know, as a backup to to ripen to ripen. So, uh, ripen. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, I mean, we obviously John Wolford was uh, right before we started this podcast. John Wolford was actually said that the Rams were planning on signing him off of Tampa Bay's um, practice squad. And then reports came out really quickly after that uh, that he is rejecting that and he wants to stay in Tampa. Um, what, do, what do you kind of make of that news? I mean, obviously there was a lot of mixed reactions on social media. People were wanting the Wolf of Wall Street back. Um, a lot of fans did not. He didn't really perform well last year. I mean, we went through four quarterbacks. He was one of the. He was the first one that we decided to kind of drop. Um, after Stafford kind of went down last year. He he uh, struggled in decision-making, reading coverages, and uh, could never throw it down the field. So people stacked the box. We couldn't run. And then they stopped letting him do some of the ways he did checkdowns, stuff like that. It was just – it was tough with him under center. And, yeah, you have more weapons than you did last year, but – I know, man. I, I wasn't a fan of uh, bringing him back. I, I think we gave him a chance, and uh, he didn't seize it. Seize it, And, uh, you know, he declined to come back. And it is what it is. I think that's better for his career, honestly, because you would get one game here, maybe yeah. two if Stafford's injury is really bad or gets worse. And for what, like, to probably look really bad and not have a team resign you when you could stay on the practice squad and grow and potentially uh, be the backup for Baker. I mean, I mean, we all know what this this was. I mean, McVay. This is this is classic McVay and classic Rams offense. They get rid of a player, um, and then they 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 are in need of that position again. So who do they look to first? They look to some, to see if they can find anybody who knows the system. Who knows Sean McVay's system? They did this. I mean, they do this every year. Um, and you know, we brought back Daryl Henderson. And the reason why he was the starter, and I said this on the podcast, you know, the last couple times before he was named the starter. The only reason why he was named the starter was because he was the best person who knew that offense, even better than the rookies that they had and Freeman that they had. I mean, Freeman has been a good complement to it. 
but also just having somebody in there who knew the system coming in was was very beneficial. So the Rams are just constantly looking, and they brought players back in the past. We've seen this happen before with Weddle coming out of retirement for the Super Bowl run, um, John Johnson coming back. Uh, we we have seen this uh, this show before, and in this instance, they actually got a rejection letter. They got a swipe no. Yeah, that's a not a good sign when someone on the practice squad doesn't want to get signed to get playing time. Yeah, I mean, because he would. I mean, I, I don't have a – I don't have a – he would get playing time, especially if Stafford isn't playing. Now, if Stafford is playing, that might be a little different, but um, we'll see. Um, kind of going over some other uh, news, Puka Nakua kind of had some knee swelling injury. He's going to be taking it kind of day-to-day. Um, I Sean McVay wasn't super worried about it. Um, any thoughts about that? I mean, keep him healthy. Just, yeah, do what you must to uh, maintain his long-term health. I know he had injury um, concerns in college, and that's one of the reasons why some teams uh, didn't draft him as high. Uh, so it sucks. I want to see his great season continue, and hopefully he can have someone who can – air at the air out the ball uh throw to him but we'll see yeah and they they need to spread the ball around like you know i'm loving that he's getting all this hype he's getting the receptions he's getting the yards and things like that but they do need to try to figure out how they can spread the ball spread the wealth to tutu spread the wealth to cooper things like that like let's get let's get some shots down the down the road uh, you know i i the one thing that i haven't seen in a couple weeks now is kind of a deep shot to like tutu um I mean, we saw the one to Cooper a couple weeks ago, but that's that's kind of really been it. Um, so I'm kind of looking for them to kind of spread the ball around. Whether they probably won't take deep shots when they have a when they have somebody else not named Matthew Stafford um, as QB, but it'll be interesting. Um, Kobe Durant, he got it, he went out of the game with a shoulder injury. Come to find out, it was just kind of like a net, uh, neck stinger. Uh, so he should be okay to go. Um, Austin Tremel also, um, injured, uh, with a hip injury, uh, but should be good. Havenside is still considered day to day. And, um, Ethan Evans, um, was hit, uh, and got an ankle spray. And this was on one of the punt returns. So I don't believe it was the one that was blocked. It was on a separate one. Um, so that's kind of the updates every other kicker looks good kicker yes i mean he i mean he had a you know a pretty good uh showing um on his first times the ball seemed pretty straight they weren't i mean that was the one problem with uh maher was that even though he did score a lot of them were kind of closer to um the the field goal posts so um he made what was it? Let's see. He made two for two. Uh, his longest was forty-seven. Um, so, hey, he made he made them. So he didn't uh, have to really. He didn't really have to go back any extra points um, because you know they tried to go for two to try to get the score up a little bit. So, um, and apparently during pre pregame he was making sixty yarders. I know you don't. You know, you rather see a proof in the pudding when it comes to real time. But um, I don't think Maher was trying to go kick 60 yarders pregame in any of the games he he practiced with. So. The pressure is different in a game time situation when you know 
when you know your teammates are relying on you, when you know the other team is looking straight at you, sure. uh, your paycheck is on the line, like completely different scenario. And really um, most kickers. And I think I would encourage people to see his interview when, after he got signed. Um, and he said this, like most kickers are very closely uh, related when it comes to their ability uh, to kick in the NFL. They're all physically gifted. It's a big mental game and it's a consistency and being able to get out of struts and kickers will get in struts, right? Like that's inevitable, but the best ones are able to uh, get out of it and be able to execute in uh, any situation. And that's uh, what Matt Gay did for us. He was able to get out of his strut. A lot of kickers, I think uh, in the last 15 years, I think there's been only two kickers to stay with the team they were drafted that ended up being starters. Like, it's a really crazy stat, and it's one of those ones that kind of proves, like, you know, kickers, especially early on in the career, are little, um, you know, have the jitters, and that's understandable. Uh, but you have to really learn how to work through that, and uh, hopefully he's gone through that phase of his career. And, um, you know, I was hesitant signing him because of his college. I, I had hoped after college he uh, has grown on the accuracy department. And, you know, his kicks look great. So I can't complain there. And, and I'm glad you kind of brought up his um... – his interview because he just, he had the kind of confidence, like he knows the situation he's coming into. He knows he's replacing a kicker and things like that, but he's also kind of, he kind of was like, he told his parents, like he had to kind of explain them the situation. He was like, you know, this is just how it works. And I think he understands like, he's not letting that men that mental break of like, Hey, I'm, you know, this is, you know, I'm about to lose my paycheck. I think Maher kind of had that feeling from going in from last season in the post game and what he did there, even going this was like he was striving each by week just to see if he was better than what he was in the postseason. And we just he had some success, but also had a lot of failure. And so this kid's coming in is like, this is my chance. And he's not it didn't seem to me like he's letting the pressure get to him um, as much as if like Maher, where he, you know, he had that bad experience and then he came here and he he wasn't having the greatest. He wasn't having the worst, but he wasn't also having the greatest experience as well. Yeah, he couldn't let go of those ghosts, and they were kind of haunting him. And his, uh, he was just going wide left, wide right, like not able to really focus on the like mechanics. And I think uh, our new kicker, kicker did a really good job explaining like why he does what he does in the mental aspect, and. Um, it, it's not an easy job, not as easy as people think. It's a really hard job, especially mentally. And, you know, he did a great job. And you only get one or two chances in the NFL. A lot of people don't get multiple chances. That's very rare. The NFL is a cutthroat business. Um, you know, it sucks. A lot of these kids do deserve more chances. Uh, but, you know, I get it. They make a lot of money. Uh, there's a lot of investment in them. And there's a lot of people, other people have their jobs online. And you got to realize that if someone makes enough wrong decisions, you're, you're getting fired. That, that GM's getting fired. Like most owners are not, they don't like to give their people multiple chances. That's pretty rare. 
And um, if you mess up enough, like, you get axed, and that's the NFL. Yep. Yep. And uh, we don't want anybody on the Rams to get axed, you know, anymore. Uh, we got the trend in line coming up tomorrow. The Rams should not be any should not be nope. a big player in this. Um, they should not be sellers and they will not be buyers. Um, they really don't have anything to sell other than their core and they're not going to get rid of their core. Um, and then uh, as far as buying, they're not in that position. If they won, if they won against Dallas, there may have been some sort of conversation that we that may have happened, but um, yeah. because of the loss, they are not going to. So kind of ending that kind of note for that um let's talk about next week like we said this is a must win game if the rams want any chance for a playoff spot um even as likely as it is the rams still have a chance and i will still continue to push that they will have a chance and will believe in this team until the odds are zero that they have a zero percent chance of getting in there um so I always want to stay with that positivity, uh, but we're going into Green Bay. We're going up against a two and five Green Bay team who has not been looking great, but they're trying to find something. Um, and this is going to be in Lambeau. It's going to be cold. It's going to be the the opposite of L.A. Um, and so the Rams are going to have some contention there, especially if they're not going to have their starting quarterback. Um, what are your kind of initial thoughts, Ashton, about? this game and how you kind of see it coming out. Yeah, this has been a very lackluster Green Bay offense that has been terrible in the red zone. Um, overall, like a defense that I think is underrated, honestly, Zach, uh, but their offense has been so bad, uh, like so bad that it's caused their defense uh, to get in bad situations, and you're you're hearing a lot of uh, similar themes here. I think their offense has been worse than ours, uh, but it's a very similar team dynamic where defense is underrated doing solid work and then just gets undercut by offense that uh, just completely uh, kind of implodes on itself. You have Jordan Love uh, throwing constantly to Romeo Dobbs, which – I don't think has worked out very well. Romeo Dobbs has been an underwhelming player. Uh, while you have uh, Christian Watson come back from injury, and he has a kind of underwhelmed too. He's been struggling with injuries on and off. Aaron Jones has been struggling with injuries on and off. And Jordan Love has, uh, outside of one game, has been very, very lackluster as a starting QB. Has looked outside of Desmond Ritter, in my opinion, as one of the worst starting QBs. I, well, I would say the Washington QB is probably worse. He, he's like in that range of like, ugh, like not looking great. Yeah, I mean, Jordan Love, um, like I said, he only has, he has just under 1,500 yards this season, uh, 11 touchdowns, eight interceptions. He actually has more interceptions than Matthew Stafford. Um, and uh, they're... You know, the running game is not great. Um, you know, we haven't even had Kyron Williams for a couple weeks, but he still outrushes um, Dylan. Um, you know, I think their 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 best receiver is Reed. Um, but, 
you know, he still hasn't been producing the numbers that I think he's been able to catch a lot of touchdowns. I mean, he has three of Love's touchdowns, but again, it's it's one of those things where, um, you know, on paper the Rams should be able to win this game, um, but it's 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 this incompleteness of this Rams team where they still don't have an identity. Um, they are not a defense team, uh, but they're also not an offense team. So we, we, which they should be, but they're not. So them trying to figure out what they're going to do and what their game plan is going to be um, because it's cold uh, because it's going to be in Lambeau. I mean, I do expect them to run the ball though. They won't, but that's what they should be doing. Um, So I, I don't know. I, I go back to this, this game is a winnable game. It is a must win game, but it's kind of, it's kind of a must win game for green Bay too, I think. And, and the fact that they just, they want to win. Um, and this is at home and things like that. So, um, it's kind of my, kind of my thoughts, um, on that. Um, they have allowed a lot of rushing yards. So maybe that's something that, that we can rely on is that, you know, we could take advantage of their run stop. Yep, it's going to be a big win. Like I said uh, earlier, if you uh, look at our next three games uh, outside of the bye, of course, you got Green Bay, Seahawks, Cardinals. Um, two uh, conference – or sorry, three conference games, uh, two in division. Uh, I think that Seahawks game, Zach, is going to be whether or not uh, – this team realistically can make the playoffs as a wild card. That I mean, they have the to, game. I mean, they have to beat this. They have to beat Green Bay too. Like, I think this yeah. is their must win. But then when they come back from their bye, then that's the next one. I mean, that's your home game. You need to. De- you really need to defend your home turf because they haven't been able to do that this season yeah. except for once against the Cardinals. And granted, I mean, Seattle's a good you know, team that, that can follow, but they're, they haven't been dominating the stadium like the 49ers have the Eagles and then, and then the Steelers. So um, I'm not super concerned that it'll be an, uh, an outrageously overpowered uh, fan base. Um, but they, but these are the three games that the Rams need to win in order to be true contenders. I mean, if you win this right now, you, you automatically go above 500. If you could try to win these three games, that just it, this could change the trajectory of your your outcome for the season. Yeah, uh, because you get the tiebreaker over um, Green Bay, and you effectively basically knock them out of uh, at least winning their division uh, at that kind of loss amount. And then you go to Seattle, you get the tiebreaker over them. Um, so basically, you have to stay on pace with them for the rest of the year. So in theory, you could lose out to them if uh, we lose more overall games, uh, but it gives you greater chance of uh, at least getting over them in the wild card. And then uh, Arizona, I think, is you have to just beat a team that's clearly worse than you. Yeah, I mean, when you when you look at this kind of the the next few weeks, we have what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games left. Um, I mean, realistically, you're looking at you can only lose three. If you 
and some of these have to be like you can lose to Cleveland, you could lose to the, you could lose to the Ravens. Uh, you can't lose against NFC teams. You you have to you have to be able or you have to beat and uh, you can be beaten by AFC teams. You have to beat NFC teams. Yeah. Like that's the way you're going to get into this game. So you have three opportunity. You have three more chances or three or more losses. If you can get, if you can beat every other game and just have three more losses, this could be a suit. This could be a contender for the playoffs. And I yeah. think that's just the win we're looking for is can we get one playoff game and let's start, let's start on a positive note for next season. Yeah, and I think those three losses can only be uh, the Ravens, the Browns, and 49ers at the end of the year. The Giants, and Giants, you have to beat a team worse than you. The Saints are going to be in playoff contention, and the Commanders are going to be in playoff contention. Uh, so, like, again, you're going to be fighting for a wild card against those two teams, and you just have to be able to produce and um, – be like you said, we can only lo- really lose to the Browns, Ravens, and 49ers. If we win and get kind of like a, uh, if we can beat any of those teams, that that would be nice. But uh, you got to earn it and got to execute. And this team hasn't proven that it can outside of week one. No, it can't. And that's that has to change. And Sean McVay is going to have to change. I know he's a new dad. We forgot to say, congrats, Sean McVay, on new babies. And, you know, I'm, he looked at his Friday pass conference like he hasn't had any sleep. Um, I made the joke. I really think that they should start, you know, leaving a day or two before uh, away games so that he can maybe, you know, catch a snooze the night before or the two nights before the, the game to kind of get him well rested um, for the play calling. But but in all seriousness, congrats to him. Congrats on, you know, the new the new McVeigh. Um, so we're, we're really excited to uh, welcome him into the Ramley. Um, but yeah, this, these are the must win games that we have. We need to have better play calling. We need to have, you know, the complimentary football that we keep asking. And we're just looking, we're looking for one game that we have all four quarters, um, uh, of success. And so, uh, maybe this will happen against green Bay two and five team gets a three and five team. They are just now coming off a of buy two, right? So that's the other problem that we're facing is that we keep, we keep facing teams that immediately teams. come off a of buy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's insane. Um, we need to buy desperately. We need our team to rest. Um, if we can get a win this week going into the buy, I think good things are to come. Uh, we need to get to four and five, keep our hopes alive. Uh, just keep this Rams community alive. I feel like there's a lot of depressing things going around on X and they're just ready to sell the team and uh, move on to next year. But there's still some fight left in these guys. There's fight in you know, you have Cooper Cup, you have Aaron Donald, you have Matthew Stafford, you have McVeigh. These these guys don't want to lose. I, I I truly don't believe that this team is a team that wants to lose. They want to find the the ability to win, and they're going to do their best to 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 find that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, hopefully they do. Uh, guys, just was checking, making sure there wasn't any more breaking news. I didn't see anything, Zach. So uh, yeah, uh, a lot of stuff to talk about. Got turned down by Wilford. Uh, Going to be looking for a backup or a potential starter for next week if Stafford can't play. It should be a fun-filled week, Zach. 
It should be. And, and uh, if you made it this far on the podcast, please subscribe to this podcast, whether you're doing it on Apple Music, whether you're doing this on Spotify, if you're doing this on YouTube, please, please, please subscribe to the podcast, smash that bell, make sure you stay up to date on every single video that comes out from us, uh, whether it's audio or video. Um, you can follow us on X at East Coast Rams. You can find us on Instagram, East Coast Rams Pod. Uh, you can find all of our other information at eastcoastrams.com. Send us an email, send us a DM. We love the Ramily that we keep on building. The interactions are just awesome. Um, we got some more special guests, some giveaways to get planned once we hit some certain milestones on our YouTube channel. So please, please, please keep on liking and subscribing you can find ashton at rampan ashton one you can find me at zach mayer guys as disappointed as it is to to talk about a rams loss it's still so much fun just to be able to talk about rams get to talk to you guys collaborate deep breath zone you know meditate you know we'll, we'll be yoga if you want to do yoga while you listen to the podcast feel free man this is do you do you you do you um but yeah i think that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode uh if you guys want to chat follow us on x all right we'll see you guys next week hopefully after a rams win let's get it whose house rams house <laughs>